We say welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Cuddle of Summers in Philadelphia. A lovely, lovely Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Bo Shabbos Bamanucha. This is Erev Shabbos Shemini Hapara, Parshas Hapara. And some of us are going to be hearing Parshas Hapara uh, for the second time this Shabbos. Very, very lucky. But uh, all of us will at least be hearing Para this Shabbos for the first time. And. We uh, heard last week. Yes, yes, I wasn't going to say that. Okay, it's on tape. It's on tape there. Anyway, um, so let's uh, try to wrap up the week, our Derech Hashem week, and wrap up the Perek. We have a Perek. We're at the last paragraph over here. Try to wrap up Chelek um, Beis in Perek Dalit of Derech Hashem. And uh, again, this was the Perek of understanding Jews and Gentiles, the role of Yidin, the role of Goyim. And just to make sure things were clear from yesterday, we'll, we'll start off with just a summary of what Goyim can do, what they cannot do, what they're capable of, what they're not. Um, and it, it's really like this. They're, they're, it just breaks down into a few different points and categories. There's where Goyim are active, where they are active, and where their actions are actionated, and there's what they are still capable of um, interacting with in spite of where their actions may be a um, uh, active and may be inactive. And these are two separate matters. We just have to make sure we're, we're getting clear here before we move on. And it's like this. The basic, one of the basic differences between Yid and Gaim is what our existence looks like, looks like, and where we exist. Therefore, as a resort, as a result, the existence of Gaim is is a um, primarily a physical one, and that's an existence which is uh, uh, linked to Adamishan Lacharachet after Adamishan's Chet when he chose to immerse himself in in, in, in the realm. Of physicality, he chose an existence where he was going to be much more physical than spiritual, where he was going to have this whole goof, this body that he was going to have to work with, work against, control and direct, and thereby he would be able to come close to Hashem. That's what his chesed was. Nevertheless, he chose an existence for himself and for the world that wherein the gashmias became thickened, hardened, and much more profound, much more significant and the bulk of the existence and there is a, a spark of a neshama even in Adam Rishon after the Chet and even in the Goyim that are the, 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 the legacy of Adam Rishon after the Chet there's a spark of godliness which is their um, life force comes from there and that recognizes the fact that there's still the supreme creation in this world but Lemaisa that spark is a spark that's contained down here. It's a spark that's down here. It's not a spark that's connected to anything up there. So their existence, even with that spark of godliness, it's a spark of godliness that's been captured down here. It's been, it's been, let's say, um, caught and subsumed into a physical existence. So this is really where they exist. It's an existence which is down here, and an existence down here, which has within that existence a spark of godliness coming from up there. They exist down here. Their actions are down here. 
Their actions are down here. Their actions are only actionating down here, are only effective down here. And, and their actions don't show up anywhere else. One's actions, the axiom is, my actions only show up, my actions are only making differences, my actions are only actionating in the, in the realm where those actions are occurring, in the, in the realm where the, the person creating those actions exists. Gaim exists down here, therefore their actions are down here, and that's it. Yidin exists all the way up to the Kisiyah Kavit. My actions are actionating all the way up to the Kisiyah Kavit. Since I exist, I have an, I'm, I'm shaykh to Adam Rishon Kaidemachet. I'm shaykh to making that tikkun. I'm shaykh to the journey of elevating myself and elevating the world and bring everything, including myself, to Eilam Haba and back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, up to my source. I therefore have a source by the Kisei HaKavad. And my actions go all the way up there also. My actions are happening down here. Remember, a while ago we did explore two slightly different takes on this. The Ramchal's take and the Nefesh Haim's take. Nefesh Haim seems to um, have an approach where my actions are happening simultaneously all the way up and down all the levels of my existence. What I do down here, I'm also doing up there. The, the, the Ramchal, the way he presented it was it starts down here and it ripples all the way up to the top of my existence, which is up there. But in any case, my actions, according to everyone, are happening up there because I exist up there. So my actions are happening on the level of the Kaychus, or level of Ma'alachim, and that's why they send... Uh, um, they, they ripple up and they ripple back down again because they're happening on the level of the kaychas all the way up on, 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 on the high on the highest of highs which determine what happens at the lowest of lows so my actions are happening up there making a difference up there because I exist up there I exist up there that's why the Yid does mitzvahs he brings bracha down into this world because his mitzvahs are happening up there where, where the bracha emerges from the Yid does chas Averis. So chaos and destruction comes down here because, again, his Averis are happening up there. And he's messing up, he's interfering with the system that should be bringing bracha down here. A guy can't affect that because a guy, his actions are not there. He can't do anything up there. He's not up there. He doesn't, he, he has no existence up there. Uh, he has no access to there. His actions only happen down here. So that's, again, it's Yisoyed number one. But Yisoyed number two, that doesn't mean that a guy is not capable of communicating with the infinite. And the question came up yesterday, can he daven, can he not daven, Avadi can daven. Will Hashem listen to him? Avada Hashem will, you know, uh, will, 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 will see it fit to listen to Gaim when it's appropriate. Aye, but they, they can't affect the Lamas. They don't affect the Lamas, but they can communicate with the Lamas, so to speak. They can communicate with HaKadosh Baruch They can certainly turn to their Creator, communicate with the Creator, appeal to their Creator, and... Receive blessing from the Creator that way. But that's not, that's very, very different. That's the point to take away from this. That's vastly different than actually being present there and, 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 and moving things around up there. They're not moving anything around. They're asking for favors. They're asking for chesed. They're asking for Hashem's blessing. And Hashem hears them and Hashem grants them blessing. So they're not up there in the palace. They're not up there in the cockpit. They're not there up there in the control tower where all the switches and buttons and levers are. But they're standing at the bottom. They see the Revoidus so to speak. They see there's a power, there's a force that, 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 that is running the world. And they're shouting up, you know, please send, some, uh, send down some candy, send some chocolate, send some food, send some reinforcement, send some money, send some blessing. God, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, hears and sends. So there's what Gaim are capable of doing or are not capable of doing, and then there's what Gaim are capable of interacting with, nevertheless. 
And if one would, so, so that's, that's again, that's the dichotomy over here. Certainly they can appeal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but that's vastly different than, than, than being personally involved in what's going on up there, which that's only Klai, so not going. Um, the, uh, the other point in summary is, yes, a going can be effective down here. And, um, you know, until now we've been a little bit dismissive. Yesterday also, like, yeah, down here, just messing around with the readout screen. It's messing around with the display. They can, they can mess around with the lowest, the, the, the most distant and the furthest projection of, of, of absolute reality. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, you know, this can certainly create a lot of destruction and, and bloodshed and suffering even down here on the lowest level of the reality. So, how, excuse me, how does that work? They can't tamper with the source of reality. How can it be they can tamper with the reality down here? How can they, it can, how, can, how, how, are, how is it shaykh? that they can do things like, you know, we see like pulling triggers, and just uh, mass murder and genocide and just making the world a miserable place to be in. It does look to us that there are, 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 are getting involved in a very serious way, even if down here. How could that be if they don't have any power or control over the Olamas? In other words, the best way of asking this is what happens down here is being controlled by the Kaichas. The Gaima there aren't up there by the Kaichas. If they're not up there by the Kaichas, how can they seem to mess around with the world down here, which is being determined by the Kaichas, which the Gaima have no power or control over the Kaichas? Isn't that Kalaisrael? So the answer is 100% Avada. And here's where we get back to Hashkacha Pratis. Nothing happens down here that's not being deemed and determined by the Hashkacha Pratis above. And if we see a guy who was able to make life unpleasant for a year, that's really the, the indicator that Hashkacha Pratis above had already decided and determined that that year will be subject and prone to being um, abused by this guy. But not that the guy on his own was able to use his Bechira to make life difficult for Yidin. The guy is able to use his Bechira to be a bad person, let's say. And God, I'm, I'm a bad person. I'm waiting for your assignment. I'm waiting for, for a job. Now Hashem will say, okay, Ashkacha Pratis is determined that this year is supposed to suffer. So I need a volunteer. I'm looking for a very bad guy who will be the guy to make him say, oh, you, you have stepped up to play. You'll be the volunteer. Great. Gavala, thank you very much. I will use you as the cleat. I will use you as that piece on the board that will carry out that unpleasant sentencing that this Yid has already been sentenced to. And conversely, the same thing works Latayv. A guy decides, I want to do good for the world. I'm using my Bechira to be a good guy, do good things, benefit Kla Yisrael. So then again, HaKosh Baruch Hu, from the system of HaKosh uh, above, will have decided that this Yid, a particular Yid in a particular place, will be deserving of Bracha. That guy is volunteering, wants to carry out Bracha. Okay, I'll you, you, use you as the Kli to distribute Bracha to Kla Yisrael. It works that way as well. Okay, so, so what, we, what, when, what appears to us as guy being able to use their bechira to affect down here, what what we have been told is just the resulting effect of kaiches above is the guy being used via his bechira as a piece on the great board of Hakadosh Baruch Hu to distribute the bracha or chasasham the lack thereof to the world to Klai Yisrael. What about a guy using his bechira to affect Gaim? There's one final point to wrap up over here. When a guy uses his bechira to affect goyim, other goyim, to a positive, to a negative uh, degree, to help them or to harm, hurt, and hinder them, 
Is that the same thing as well, that he's just being used as a kli, he's being used as a device, as a tool from, in the hands of the Rebbeinah Sholeilam, like Chaim Rebiyat HaYoytzer, to help or, or hurt his fellow Goyim. So that has very much to do with the greater discussion of Ashkocha Pratis and Ashkocha Klalis, which is the final paragraph, actually, of the, the paragraph that we're about to see now, and is really the theme and the topic of the coming paragraph, Perkei. So we'll leave that aside, and we'll just say like this. It is possible, being that Goyim only received Hashkocha Klalis, B'derech Klal, and not Hashkocha Pratis, B'derech Klal, and not even B'derech Prat, they're receiving Hashkocha Klalis, B'derech Klal. It is, there is room, there is room, as we, being, being that, that is the case, for a guy sometimes to be able to use Bechira down here, to affect Goyim down here, without having that been directly determined by the system of the Kaychas above. Because the Kaychas above, um, A, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not Mashkiyach with Hashkacha Pratis on the Goyim, and B, the, the Malachim that are Mashkiyach with Hashkacha Pratis on the Goyim, again, are subject to the, to, the, to the very complicated system that surrounds them. So sometimes... It is possible that a guy down here will be able to use his Bechira to harm other Goyim um, that, that may or may not have been directly determined by the Kaychas above. They may be able to push other Kaychas out of the way. Okay, so we'll see that yet. So that, that part is a little bit more tricky. But um, again, in summary, when we're, when we're talking about in terms of Klaiso's perspective, so Goyim... They're down here, they exist down here, and only down here. Their actions are happening down here and only down here. Their actions are not happening above. They're not moving kaychas around above ever, ever. They can't move the kaychas around. B, nevertheless, they can communicate with God and have appeal to God. Why not? They talk to God. They can receive things from God. They can receive matanas. They can receive gifts. And C, what looks to us as a guy using his bechira to affect Yidin adversely or constructively, um, even though everything that happens down here is a result of Hashkocha Pratis and Kaychas, that is generally the Rebbeinu Shalalim using him as he has volunteered to help humanity or to hinder humanity. Hashem is just setting him up into place to, for him to be there at the right place at the right time, or the wrong place at the right time. Not the wrong place at the wrong time, because we're talking about Hashkocha Pratis. The right place at the right time, or the wrong place at the right time. And that's basically the summary of, of, of uh, Simon Tess. Now let's move on to you, Simon Yud. Okay, the final paragraph of in, here in, in the Chelik Beis, paragraph out seven yud v'amna. So moving from Ashkocha Pratis, Ashkocha Pratis, and Ashkocha Klolis, Afa Pishen Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mashgiach Alu Umais B'Prateim, even though the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, as we said, does not have Ashkocha Pratis over Goyim, and what that means is Hashem doesn't take a personal interest, is not personally involved on a personal level with the individuals of all the nations. Hashem is not personally maintaining, governing, and overlooking the affairs of the nations as individuals. What's going to be with Mikey? What's going to be with Billy Bob? What's going to be with Stephanie? Rebbe Hashem is not doing that. He does look at the nations and personally gets involved in the nations as a nation, but not the individuals. Kvar Evsher, however, there is an exception. There is a time that HaKadosh Baruch will be involved with a particular individual guy in Pratis over the welfare and the affairs of an individual guy. He sometimes will do that. Uh, how could that be? We just have Hashem doesn't have Ashkocha Pratis with Goyim. So let's see, very interesting. Sometimes HaKash Baruch Hu will, will interact with an individual, particular guy with Ashkocha Pratis because of 
how he is involved with Yidin. Because of his and the fact that his life will impact on the life of a guy uh, of a yid, get involved with the life of a yid, and he will have something to do in a positive or negative way with yidin. And as a result, that Baruch will have a Ashgacha process on this guy because he's someone that is important to to the functioning and the welfare of Klai Yisrael. Even negative? What? Even positive negative. or negative, yes. In other words, what could this be? This could be, it could be all kinds of different examples, but it could be that, um, that, um, you know, someone needs to, a Yid is running late, needs to, needs to make a flight, and his car won't start, car won't start, and he's got to get to the airport, he's going to miss the flight, the car won't start, won't start, won't start, won't start. And it could be, Akash Baruch Hu will take a guy that ordinarily would not have had Hashgacha Pratis, and will set up, a, set up a situation where this guy will just be driving down the street exactly at the right time with jumper cables in his trunk to come out and, and, and jumpstart this year's car so he can get to the airport. Zakash Baruch maybe will set up a whole thing where he will get distracted, this guy will take a wrong turn, or his, 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 his GPS won't be, will, will be acting up, or there'll be a lot of, Hashem will put a lot of traffic in his way, and he'll go take a different route, and he'll end up driving right in front of the Zid's house exactly at the right time, when the Zid's trying to start his car, and he'll get out and say, buddy, can I give you a jump? And Hashem will orchestrate, run in, in, in a very, very Hashkacha Pratistic way, the affairs and life of this guy, to set him up that he should be in the right place at the right time for that yet. And that's Hashkacha Pratistic on that guy. To help out the yid, or conversely, maybe Chas Hashem Yevayid, who's supposed to suffer, who's supposed to suffer, is supposed to uh, receive some yisurim from Shemaim. The Rebbein Shalom needs to send him a wake-up yisurim or other kinds of yisurim, whatever else it may be. So Hashem, perhaps through Hashgacha this will arrange a situation where this yid will be minding his own business, driving very carefully and cautiously on his way to Seven Eleven to get a Slurpee, and Hashem will make, uh, will 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 have a, a, a guy coming down the uh, you know coming down from a side street and make that guy's brakes suddenly fail or make his car stall or do something in, with Hashkacha Pratis focused and geared towards that specific guy so that guy's car will hit this yid's car so this yid will suffer the yisurin that have been determined in Shemaim that he's supposed to suffer. So again, we'll have Hashkacha Pratis on a particular guy to have this particular guy in the wrong place at the right time to be able to carry these Yisurin to the Yid. So this Akash Baruch will sometimes do that with Gaim. Normally, we leave the, the particular and individual affairs of individual Gaim are left to the Malach. Hashem doesn't get involved in their particular affairs. You know, what should happen to this guy today? 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 Hashem doesn't get involved in that. Hashem leaves that to the Kaychus, the Ma'alachim, the Ma'alachim that are always this, this back and forth and the conflicts and the clashes that are going on in Shemaim between all this going, between the, 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 the Sar, the Ma'alachim, the Rebbeinu leaves it to that. But sometimes where it will be necessary to get involved in a specific guy's affairs as that impacts on a Yid, then there will be Ashkach from Hashem himself. Okay, everybody got that? Now, it's... it's um, However, this hashgacha pratis that a guy will receive in order to have him there to 
be involved with, with the Yid, both for good and for the opposite. That's that is Hashkacha Pratis type. Um, he's talking, referring to what we, what we label as Hizur in type 13. Something that happens um, as a means to an end. I mean, you see, even when we, we are going to govern the affairs of Gaim with Hashkacha Pratis, it's there as a means to an end, as a means to the Yid's Hashkacha Pratis. The, the affairs of the Yid. Hashem is really moving the, the, the things around in, in the life of the guy because it's going to have an impact and effect on, on this Yid. And said differently, we could say, you know, if we want to say this Lavdish, we could, we could transliterate, no, I'm sorry, we, we, we could, um, we could paraphrase, sorry. We could paraphrase what the Ramchal is saying in the following way, Yidn get Ashkacha Pratis from Akash Baruch Hu, Goyim don't get Ashkacha from Akash Baruch Hu, do not get Ashkacha Pratis from Akash Baruch Hu. However, sometimes the Ashkacha Pratis that Hashem has on a Yid will spill over to a guy. That's really what the Ramchal is saying to translate that, to maybe set this up in a Lamdash way, when this final line where he says, that this is, even when the Goyim do receive Ashkacha Pratis from the Yibayim Shem, it's when, it's because of how their lives impact on the lives of Yidn, Again, what he's saying is, it's really the Yid's Hashkacha Pratis, which is showing up in the guy. I have Hashkacha Pratis from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and for the Yibayim to deal with my life and look after my welfare, so that will include moving things around, uh, uh, moving things around, around me, which can also be Goyim. Okay, so it's really the Yid's Hashkacha Pratis that is going to um, involve now Goyim, that are on the scene, and not so much that the guy himself gets Hashkacha Pratis. So the truth is, it's not really so much an exception in terms of the rules, it's just something exceptional in terms of an a, a, a interesting scenario. But when we say that you didn't get Hashkacha Pratis and Goyim have Hashkacha Klalis, there really are no exceptions to that. That's really the bottom line. It's what comes out at the end of this paragraph. It looks like there's an exception because it looks like sometimes the Rebbein will say, we have to make sure that this guy becomes exceptionally wealthy because he's going to need a lot of money to save Yidin. He's going to need money to save a lot of Yidin, so we have to make him very successful in his factories and his businesses. That's really Hashkacha Pratis on a guy, which is the result of the Hashkacha Pratis on all the Yidin that he needs to save. Right? So the, a Yid gets Hashkacha Pratis, a guy gets Hashkacha Klalis, but the Hashkacha Pratis of a Yid will very often show up in, in Goyim that are going to be involved in his life, whichever direction that may end up working in. Okay, very good. So that wraps up Simon Yud, which wraps up Perik Dalim, and that is the conclusion of the Perik dealing with Ben Yisrael La'amim, and uh, that's a good place to le leave off before Shabbos. We'll sign off over here, and next week we're either going to go further in Derech Hashem, or we're going to start something for Pesach. We'll see. Next week, but any, in, any, in the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos, Parshas Shmini, and Parshas Bar. Be well. Thank you for joining.